Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's been um, another week of uh, strong television, for at least for me, I think, uh, with uh, no secret from my, my Twitter feed how much I enjoyed Ahsoka this week versus last week. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and also and also One Piece. Yeah, so uh, it's been it's been some good stuff. Um, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead. Yeah, but also even beyond our things that we're covering tonight, uh, I, I know the penultimate. I've been following Winnie, Winnie Tom with uh, uh, on uh, HBO. The penultimate episode of it aired this past week, and it was it was a good episode too. It's been a very strong second season for that show. Hope, I'm hope I'm hopeful it'll get renewed for a third. Yeah, yeah. Um, was that the episode? I saw a bunch of tweets about winning time and a specific scene mm-hmm. in it. Was that the episode that featured that scene, or am I thinking last week? That was last week's. Yeah, that was when. Okay. Pat, yeah, that was the, the prior. Yeah, so that was the episode where Pat Riley, the coach of the Lakers at the time, just really got the got in everybody's face to get them out of their funk, and and then they just went on a tear and. Um, yeah, had a very, had a pretty successful, successful season. And then this, this season, so they did a time jump in this last episode from, from that to, um, the third season to this season. And they, um, start the year off and they lose the finals to the, uh, to the 76ers and, and, and after they, they do another, Time jump where they, they get to the end of that end of that season and uh, it's getting to that big the, the the first showdown between the Lakers and the Celtics in the eighties. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Great. Yeah. Great series. Great series. Like I said, I'm hopeful that it'll get renewed. Yeah. Netflix like dropped. It dropped. A new season of Selling uh, Sunset. So it's one of those trashy reality TV shows that I just like to. I end up binging these things because I just leave it on all day in the background. (laughs) 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 And I just, and I end up completing the entire season all in one day. It's Mm -hmm. it's amazing. (laughs) So they dropped that. They also dropped like the fifth season of Virgin River. Mm. Which is is um not a reality show, but more of Hallmark. Think Hallmark Channel like uh, TV show. It's okay. very much like that. For whatever reason, I've watched all of the seasons. I couldn't though. Um, I always struggle with um Virgin River to get into it. Um, mm. so I've only watched like three episodes, and then I binged. Or I got really wrapped up into um, what what was also dropped on Netflix this week, which was um, a K drama called A Time A Time Called You. Mm. I think that's what what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm mad at it because it, I spent 12 hours 12 hours watching it, uh-huh. and and I I think it was around episode six where I'm like, okay. I don't care about the main love thing going on here. I care mm-hmm. about this other thing going on. And then I, I get why it's not that it was poorly written. It just dealt a lot with time travel 
and a time loop situation. And I feel like there were some loopholes. Okay. Um, and I don't, I, I don't think that they, the writers covered all of their bases to make it, make it make sense about what happens. Um, and, and honestly, I think, I think it should have been a sad ending. It wasn't mm. a sad ending. And I'm like, uh, so no, no, someone should have got screwed over here because we got some very selfish people. I'm talking about the lovebirds. Like they're, it should have been their sacrifice to make sure mm. that everybody lived. So I'm not going to go into detail, but, but it was, um, it was, it got me sucked in enough where I'm like, no, I need to, I need to make sure I understand exactly how this all happened and everything. And, and there were some good twists. Like I said, it's yeah. not a bad show. I just think that they, they cut corners and, and then they, they basically told, showed you two people falling in love like twice. And I'm like, I've seen this. I know yeah. it's from a different perspective, but still, I've seen this mm-hmm. moving on. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. it was a, it was a decent week of TV. I, you're more hyped on it than I am. Um, but before we get into Ahsoka, um, there is a little bit of Star Wars news. But yeah, Donald Glover's Star Wars Lando project is now going to be move to be a movie instead of a Disney Plus series. Why do I have such deja vu? Yeah, I thought Solo too. <laughs> I thought I thought about Solo, and uh, yeah. So this uh, this news dropped today. Uh, Stephen Glover, who Donald's brother and, and co-writer for this film or project, uh, was on uh, on a podcast, uh, Publitory. Um, podcast folks who listen to Dan Levitard familiar with him but uh yeah he, he shared that they are going to be instead of it being a Disney plus it's going to be a, a film whenever you know obviously when everything gets back into production and uh I was like huh didn't they learn their lesson from solo <laughs> I I this is again a movie that I don't think is ever going to actually get made yeah <laughs> This yeah. is a project that we've been hearing about it. Think I think, and I could be wrong, pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and, yeah, it was. I think it was like the late 2019 or there, maybe before, where it was announced. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Donald Glover could be also pulling a rock and yeah. announcing something ten years before we actually get it, and then when we actually get it. No one, A, cares about it, and B, there's a reason why it took so long, and because of that, it's not, it wasn't worth the wait. So, yeah. I mean, I love Donald Glover, but I just, this project, and and we've talked about this before, like, there is, like, this very interesting parallel with specifically DC and Star Wars, where they've done a lot of promising in the past, and then the delivery on that has, um, has, somewhat diminished trust <laughs> yeah 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 i yeah exactly and and i mean and, and i mean granted solo i mean i've watched it again maybe in the last year or so and it's not as bad as i remember i mean i, I liked it if i recall when we talked about it a few years ago um but you know but at the same time it, it definitely was when lucasfilm 
had this and, and had this plan where it was going to churn out all these things. And, and then of course, after it fell at the box office due to various reasons, you know, decided to go on a different path. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I guess for it to work, I'm just trying to figure out like, okay, if you're going back to that time period, you know, what would be the story that would be compelling for Lando unless they are going to do it during the, the original trilogy period, maybe, you know, have an admission, you know, maybe dig into like when he, he and Chewie were looking for Han after Han was frozen in carbonite after Empire Strikes Back or something like that. I mean, I think that would be a interest, maybe be an interesting story, but, you know, but, you know, we, we saw pretty much all the key events as far as him losing the Falcon to Solo and everything in that movie. So I'm just trying to figure out now what's, other than him acquiring Cloud City, what else could they mind? No pun intended. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that leads us to Ahsoka and um. Will your your Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> caused me to go into this episode with very high expectations. <laughs> and it wasn't just you it was you and everyone else because i i kept thinking about how last week you told me you're like man everyone was talking about that episode and so when you sat down and watched it you were like what is everyone talking about yeah. i get what everyone's talking about with this episode episode five the shadow wario i understand it and i understand why in particular rebels fans are like oh my god this is this is this is like this is my shit. But um I watched it. It's not a bad episode. I just also didn't I didn't walk away being utterly like shocked or or moved or um I was just like, okay, we're moving along. I get it. Um I liked all of the Anakin and Ahsoka stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I, I like that we ended up in a whale by the end of the episode. I don't know why that was just pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there, it's, it felt like the episode, and I know we, we, we've been making some jokes about how these episodes are so short. <laughs> this one, <laughs> this is the first one, and I know it was a longer episode, but this one felt long for me, where I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, we're still here. And now we're still here. <laughs> Can we move this along? <laughs> yeah. See, I had the complete opposite. I, it felt cinematic in a, in the sense as far as like, and, and to your, you know, and, and if folks hadn't seen much Twitter, uh, I, I used the Homelander perfect. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah. So I'm sure whenever you saw that, you're like, oh, wow. Cause that was, you know, Compared to, as we talked, as you mentioned uh, the last week, I was just like, am I, what am I missing that other people are, are seeing with the, with the episode four that I'm not, that I'm missing versus why I felt episode five was so, where it did move me, uh, not only because it was, I felt like a payoff for being someone who had watched the animated shows, but also to, as you noted, Anakin and Ahsoka's fights, for example. And yes, I mean, Hayden Christensen, I mean, clearly 
even I think he even saw somewhere where he I don't know if it was true or not where he jokes about yeah every now and then he'll like pick up a, a stick or whatever and, and pretend to do his lightsaber fights again because yes I mean the saber fights and everything why it worked it wasn't so much the the saber fights itself the thing that makes Star Wars lightsaber battles memorable is the emotion behind it. When we think back to Return of the Jedi, it was the, the emotion, you know, granted it wasn't as much acrobatics and all the stuff that we, you know, see now, you know, and even Empire Strikes Back and also in Revenge of the Sith, the thing, the commonality with all those epic lightsaber battles and even in Obi-Wan, why that episode sticks out was the emotions behind what was going on there. And so, that was what was one of those through the things that helped pay off for me in this episode right out the get whenever, whenever Anakin gave Ahsoka the choice, live or die, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so that, you know, so it was, so it was that. And then of course, as, as I noted, it, yes, it was a payoff for the lore. You know, you know, last week we talked about, you know, it would be nice to get a name drop from a legacy character and we got one. And it was, and, and it was in a, and it was in a good context because you called me out on like that about having like legacy characters show up and, and, and also I was appreciative of how to use Leia in this episode. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, and then, and this for, for me as a Rebels fan, I've been looking for, you know, I, even if we talked about this in our reviews, whenever we're going to hear Kanan's name and we finally heard Kanan's name and, and, and you are the, and so I like the way you set things up because you're, so whenever you heard that, I mean, granted you're familiar with it because you, you know, you listen to podcasts and all that stuff, but many live action fans only probably had the same reaction that Carson Tiva had, which was like, okay, <laughs> you know, it didn't, it didn't move them beyond like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Is another Jedi? So what? But for me, I, I kid you not, I, whenever I heard Kanan's name, I literally threw my arms up in the air. I was like, yes, finally, we got it. We got it. So, I mean, that's, those were the things that on the front end of the episode felt so perfect. And then as you know, on the back end, just the, the again, when she's a suck of the white and, um, and the things that happened there, you know, we could go into a little bit more detail, but those are the things, at least the top lines as far as, why this episode really worked for me this week? Um, <clears throat> so, um, am I, am I, for some reason, I had it in my mind that Freddie Prince Jr. voiced Ezra. Is that not no. right? No, no. He, he, uh, voiced he, voiced, he voiced Kanan. Yeah. Okay. Who voiced Ezra? Oh gosh, um, I can't remember the actor's name right now, but it's not it's not the same actor who's doing it in live action. Um, right, I know yeah. that. Yeah. And 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 Sam Witwer voiced someone else, like a, two different people. Yeah, he he did in in Rebels, he did Darth Maul. Right. And then in Clone Wars, he did one of uh one of you probably heard a lot of people on the podcast, various podcasts talking about the Mortis, the three. Uh, the, the father, son, and the daughter, as far as the three archetypes yeah. for the force. He did okay. one of the, he did one of the voices there. I think okay. the brother. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm starting a piece together and I can picture the face, but I can't, I don't know the name because I don't think he's a well-known actor. 
Um, but yeah. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense because I don't know. I was just, for some reason, everyone always talked about Ezra and Freddie Prince. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm sure I heard the name Kanan, but I was just like putting those two together. Um, well, okay. So, so what, where, where do you want to go with detail? Like, like yeah. you're, you're more geeking out about this episode than I am. Yeah. So you need to do a bit more of the leading here, bud. <laughs> <laughs> well, I we could just go, I think just go chronologically through the episode because I think it, it, it really, it, it, it does build. Uh, and you know, it does from the moment when, you know, we, where we end last week and then we start this week with Hera. Uh, uh, Huang finding um, Sabine's helmet and that moment where, you know, again, getting back to, you know, Huang been around, been around the things that worked in episode four, as far as like, you know, telling them to stay together. And of course, when they they go apart, you know, bad things happen. And, and that's, you know, that's kind of funny, you know, and I was thinking about that as watching episodes, like, well, you know, come to think of it, Way back when, when Obi Wan and Anakin separated, things went bad. You know, so this is the Padawan jet. You know, the Padawan master sticking together thing is something that's a kind of a through line. You know, through through Star Wars. So, and 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 also just you know that that the the depth of that moment of of you know him the emotion there, looking at Sabine's helmet, knowing that. You know, they don't know that, you know, at that moment, they didn't know that she went willingly with, with Balin. You know, she thought they, you know, they, they thought both, you know, and given that both of them were gone, they both, Hera and Huang thought they were, they were both captured and, you know, taken well, off. Dead. They wanted, they, they, they thought they were both dead. Yeah. Captured or dead. Yep. So, yeah. So, you know, so I thought that was, you know, so, so we get that. And then, of course, we do. Transition to the, I guess, you know, there's been a lot of debate whether or not Ahsoka was in the world between worlds or was, she, was this all in her head? I kind of fall on it, fall in it that I think they were in some part of the world between worlds. Okay. Uh, Why? And, uh, because I think, I think Jason being able to hear the lightsabers and stuff may, you know, I think since he's attuned to the force, it, to me, that makes it more likely that, he, that there was a portal somewhere on that, on that, on, on the Seton or Setos, I think is how they pronounce it in the show. And, and she felt, and, and, and Ahsoka like, you know, fell into that, found in that portal and fell into it. But, you know, there was still enough of the gateway that was still open that, you know, since he's tuned, since he, he, uh, he was attuned to the force, he was able to hear, hear her, um, and the, and the lightsabers and stuff fighting in the background. So that's why I think, um, that was the case. And I think, you know, and I think Anakin was sort of, um, you know, I think he was like partially was a part of the cosmic force. Um, but he still had, you know, but he still had a, a link to the living force. As far as being able to like, you know, that 
you could still hear the lightsabers and stuff fighting whenever, whenever they were fighting. But so that, that, that's why I think that was the case in this particular situation and not necessarily her being, um, being stuck in the ocean <laughs> in her mind, um, and playing out there, you know, her feelings of guilt and loss and things we've talked about before, uh, with, with her leaving the order and leaving Anakin and, and having that guilt of like, if I had been there, maybe I could have prevented all the stuff from happening. Hmm. How, how, uh, what is the timeline in terms of her leaving Anakin and him turning into Darth Vader? So it was, uh, right at the, so that was the, uh, right after the siege of Mandalore, that the fight that they, that, that was one of the things that she fell through in yeah. this episode. And that was, uh, right at the, at the be- beginning of Revenge of the Sith because, when Anakin notes that he wasn't, he didn't recognize that battle, it was because he was off trying to save the Chancellor, uh, Palpatine, uh, that okay. we saw at, at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. So, okay, interesting. Um, and this isn't the first time that we've heard, well, in live action, this isn't mm-hmm. the first time we've heard about the Siege of Mandalore. Um, thinking about the the same thing that they mentioned in Mandalorian, or is that a different? So the the one in Mandalorian is the uh, that's the uh, the different battle. That was yeah. where the Empire okay. like yeah yeah okay yeah. Mandalorians just always fighting, yeah. always fighting. Yeah, but the siege of Mandalore, so Darth Maul was actually, and the reason why, if you, you notice, Maul's horns were on the, the Mandalorian armor. Uh, he had, at that point, he had, he had um, gotten control of the dark saber. Mm. So he was, yeah. So he was actually, so that's why the Mandalorian armor had all the had the Darth Maul horns on it because he was he was in charge of. Uh, of the sect of the Mandalore, which funny little thing is those same horns are on the, uh, and probably why people were like trying to make the, uh, the armor, armorer and the, the show Mandalorian, uh, thinking, you know, since she was the, uh, she's a descendant of those that, that the knights, uh, the, I can't remember the name of the Mando, the Mando sect, the Dinjarin sect. But that sect is sort of the split that was the offshoot of the Darth Maul's people during, during his, ten, during his reign of Mandalore. So it was like all these things are like starting to connect in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah. No, there, that's a, there's a lot of Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the cool thing about the scenes with the, you know, getting to when they were in the world between worlds, I mean, the very first one, you know, is, uh, was again a payoff for folks, uh, from the Clone Wars show because that was, and also Rebels as well because they were on Ryloth, which is Hera's home planet. Um, and there was a, the first battle and was, was her, when it, whenever, you know, when he's like, I'm a teacher the lesson. And, and I, and, and I love the way they, they framed that where she, you know, cause it, Ahsoka and Anakin at that moment, whenever, uh, we, we saw them first together there in the world between worlds, skill wise, they're equal as, and we saw that in the fight, but, and that's why Anakin was like, Oh, you, you know, so, you know, you still have one more lesson to learn. <laughs> and that's, you know, mm-hmm. and of course he takes her feet out from under her and, she falls through and then we first see when they first this shortly after they first met 
and, and some of their first battles together there in the Clone Wars, uh, there on Wyloth. And so, and I love that framing. I mean, with, you know, whenever, you know, she, they, 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 he goes off and, you know, of course everybody's, you know, seen the moment now where, you know, with the Darth Vader and, you know, in the smoke and all that kind of stuff. So it was, you know, there was, a, as I said, there was a lot of payoffs in this episode that I think really, if they, if this were like the season finale, I'd be happy. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Even though we, we didn't see, um, we haven't seen yeah. Thrawn yet, but still, I would be like, okay, I'm good. I can, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of things in this episode that could easily have, if they, if they, well, this is a five or six episode, like, show, you could have ended it the season right here. And still, and then have the next season, season two of Ahsoka, be able to actually get to the next galaxy and stuff, but. Yeah. Can you imagine a five episode show? Oh, I know. That would, yeah. That'd be yeah. really weird. <laughs> um, so what else, anything else about the battles? Um, the and Ahsoka? I mean, the battles, you know, really just, I think, get to the, to the heart of her really getting, getting over that guilt and, and really, and also like, you know, the key line that, you know, Anakin, one of the things he says, you know, he, he notes like, oh, you're, you're, you're me. I'm training you. You're, you're part of a legacy. And, you know, and I also think back to last week's episode with Balin when he's like, you know, your legacy is one of death and destruction. And so now, you know, so I think those battles were just really like, you know, truly is the crucible with, you know, Soka going through this, you know, seeing this period so that when we finally get to the, to the moment there when they back on it back into on the, on the platform in the world between worlds and they had their last confrontation when, you know, he, you know, we hear the breathing of Vader and, you know, after, after clearly he's, you know, gone through the um, chain transformation there due to his injuries from, you know, from Mustafa and, and here, and, and, you know, and, they face off and she does, you know, and then she does what Luke does. You know, she's like, I'm not going to fight you. I'm just, you know, she tosses, you know, she tosses the saber away and, and, you know, and she finally learns that lesson and she finally feels that, you know, all that guilt and everything is finally released. And so it really, you know, I know a lot of folks were like, why is Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka so somber and, and, you know, stiff and all that kind of stuff. But when you look at it now in full context, it's like it was that was that was not only a director choice, but it was a story choice because you had to have that, you know, her being, you know, fearful of teaching Sabine, fearful of like, you know, when we when we first see her refusing to, to teach Grogu, all the, you know, she's so worried that she, you know, that if she is going to be teaches someone the only thing that she's learned how to be a, as far as a Jedi, you know, has been a Jedi soldier. But, you know, as we know, Jedi originally were peacekeepers and they weren't supposed to be soldiers, but were manipulated into becoming soldiers so that, you know, so that Palpatine could, you know, rise to take over the Republic. So, you know, she, so when we do get all that and she finally, you know, had that final confrontation with Anakin and she's like, I'm not going to, you know, it's like, Luke, I'm not going to, strike you down i'm just going to 
surrender and they both like cool off and they're no longer, you know, you know, Anakin's looking like himself again. Ahsoka had the moment there where she did have the Sith, the yellow eyes, but then she backed off, you know, when she came to and back into the normal world, or I guess back on the planet, you know, she, I, 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 you know, granted, you know, everybody's calling her Silk of the White, <laughs> you know, I think it was just a convenience, you know, it was probably just like what was there, but I mean, visually it was just a visual thing to show like, okay, now lighter, but also if you notice how before everything was like very dark and dank in the filming, but then after she went through all that stuff, the, the lighting and everything in the episode was completely different and, and brighter and, and everything too. So from a cinematography standpoint, not only was her clothes different, but also her like also the lighting and the sets and everything else as well. So, you know, that was, I think one of the cool things about this episode and why it just, again, for me, it just works, works super, super well. Right. Right. So she's completed her training. Yeah. Um, which releases all the guilt she had from leaving Anakin to begin with, as well as all of the imposter syndrome that I picked up on in the previous episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So that's why she didn't, um, immediately start to curse out, uh, Sabine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw something in her eyes, but I'm just like, girl, you you better control that anger because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and and then, yes, I do want you to yell at Sabine at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, but she's like, yeah, because now it's like it's the whole balance and like all, you know, that's why she was able to to get contact the Turgle and do all those things and go in the well because <laughs> so she's balanced now. And 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 really good. I think, too, it's just like this this series, it really is like when he's it's, it's sort of like it's different from Andor in a sense as far as just, you know, some vibes and feelings, but. As far as the way that they have really structured the story now that we're more than half, we're on the back, going to be on the back three. Um, all the little things, all the little details from early on where she was like speaking of where she was talk, talking to Sabine about being balanced and stuff. I mean, those were, I mean, in a lot of ways it was, she was just talking to herself. And as you saw some of those things in Sabine that, you know, that she was trying to, like you said, she was like imposter syndrome trying to deal with herself so now that she's she's free of all that um she can hopefully uh yeah you know she'll you know she's riding fully with the force you know and wherever it takes us i'm good i'm I'm going with it (laughs) as far as as far as ahsoka and i guess we as the audience are on that same journey as well yeah Let's just hope Dave Loney continues directing the rest of the episodes because you seem to only like, or you seem to really be on board with the episodes that he directs. <laughs> well, he's, this is the only one. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's written them all, but I think this yeah. one, but I think this particular episode, he needed to direct this episode because there is so much lore and so, you know, these, it was digging so much into the animated universe. Well, not the universe. But, I mean, animated is part of the canon as well, but it was still, you know, he, he was, he was there and he, and he, 
knows that stuff inside and out that I think another director probably would have made a lot of different directing choices. Um, and, and with the material. So I, I think it was important for Filoni to do this one. Uh, I don't know if he's directed any others this, this, this season. I have to look on the, um, look at IMDb, but you know, but I think this particular episode, he, he needed, he, he had to do this one. I don't, I don't think it would have had the same effect. Um, and maybe that's in, in, that, that, for, for example, last week's episode, uh, it was good, but I think some of the things that from the lore standpoint that they were trying to get at, you know, may have worked for, you know, for you, it, it worked for you and, and, you know, cause you're primarily a live action watcher, but for someone like me who a little bit more, I guess looked at it a little bit more critical, but give, given my understanding of some of the, you know, from watching the animated stuff, it kind of left me like, it was good, but I didn't, you know, it wasn't mind blowing. Like where this week I felt like I had to use the Homelander. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, and I did watch the episode, and I like this episode. Like, I honestly feel the same way that I felt last week mm-hmm. about both episodes. Yeah. Um, and and you're so much more passionate about this week's episode that I'm just like, Will's just gonna talk and explain everything because <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything justice here. I'm not. I don't know the lore that well, so and. And because I felt like I talked a lot last week, I'm just like, like, nothing, nothing surprised me. I wasn't like, oh, that's really interesting. I thought it was really clever. All of the subtle, the subtle um, Anakin and Darth Vader thing that happened. Um, Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I really feel like. I'm at a disadvantage in this conversation. Well, not a disadvantage. That's not the right word. I'm just, I'm not, the more I elaborate on this episode, the more of a disservice I'm doing to the lore. Okay. Well, I, I don't yeah. know if that makes any sense. That makes total sense. I because really I, don't know. <laughs> I think, no, I think that makes total sense because it's how I felt whenever we would talk about Return, uh, House of the Dragon. And what, you know, since I didn't have all the lore and everything from Game of Thrones from where, where, where you watched it, it's the same kind of, it's the same type of dynamic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> I, I think, I think, I think you, you, you liked it in your, man, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess, I guess I, why I would say yeah, I know is because I'm not, I just because I watched Game of Thrones doesn't mean that like I never read any of the books. Right. I never did research online about it. So I don't <clears throat> I only know the story that was um told through the show. Mm-hmm. Um and as that is. So I'm not I wouldn't I I would say I had a leg up, but I also didn't have like um I did. I wasn't a book reader and a Game of Thrones watcher. Got it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Ahsoka was good this week. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with this episode. I'm just there's times when I really want to talk about something, and there's times when I'm like, I'm not that passionate about this, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was, yeah. That's that's totally totally fine. Like I said, I think. I was I was there with episode four last week where I was just like, 
Um, yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah. Not a lot of say because there are times when you can feel passionate in a, about something in a good way and passionately like this is where they fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have two episodes of One Piece. Um, the first one is the man in the straw hat, which is basically Buggy's episode. I like this episode. I liked um, the twist with Buggy having also eaten his own devil's fruit. We learn more about devil's fruit and how. Um, what is the quote from it? The ocean will turn your back on you and the sea will take away your strength, which was the line said during one of the flashback scenes at the beginning of the episode. And then later on, we learn how the seawater buggy used to make Luffy not as stretchy as he once was. Um, what did you think about what, what do you think is going on with Shanks? Because Shanks loses an arm in this episode. I don't think, I mean, as far as like, do you think, I mean, I mean, Shanks, it seems he, they were, you know, clearly he's very protective of Luffy. Um, and they were going to clearly go off on the grand adventure to, to look for, for the one piece. Um, but as far as anything, I don't know if there's anything nefarious about him, but I think he's, he's definitely like, there's definitely some more backstory there um, as far as why he is so protective of Luffy beyond just, you know, this, this kid who was just hanging around there at, at, at the bar. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. I was talking more about the fact that when he saved Luffy, he did something. Yeah, yeah. And and then but his price was he lost an arm. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's not a devil's fruit. Well, I mean, he could. Well, I mean, now he may have gotten the devil's fruit. He may have eaten the devil's fruit because I mean, clearly he has some type of some type of abilities because he was able to get the creature to stand down. Right. But but you know. But that consequence maybe, like happened very abruptly. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, maybe that. But maybe that's just in. You know, the devil's fruit has different ways of manifesting itself. So like with, I mean, I we know. don't, yeah. And I mean, you know, Luffy, you know, he definitely has, you know, he has a stretchy ability. How, how far that could go. We could, you know, we, well, we, yeah, that's the, that's what I'm getting at. We haven't yeah. seen a consequence for either Buggy yeah. or Luffy in using their powers because in this yeah. episode, the twist was Buggy ate a devil's fruit. And so he's chop chop. And yeah. then he gets cut down to size. I like that line. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. Um, with Shanks, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, or may, or, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, or maybe he had some, maybe it was something other than Devil's Fruit. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it, says, it, also, it also is interesting how, um, Buggy, we learn new Shanks. Mm. And they go way, 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 way back. And I got, I got an impression. Okay. Again, I know nothing about this. Same here. Nothing (laughs) about the story. Nothing. And I'm not trying to learn anything. I just want to watch the series and take it in for what it is. Mm -hmm. But I got the impression based on Buggy's little 
a little like, yeah, I know him. I know, I know the other pirate with the straw hat. Yeah. That it predates him even eating the chop chop fruit. Yeah. And so my mind thought, well, maybe because Buggy also, I don't know. It's like, it's like maybe they, they ate a pair of fruit because it's interesting how Buggy, he can, you can slice and dice him any way and he's just in pieces, but he can pull himself back together while whatever it is that Shanks was able to do to get that creature to turn away, his consequences, he loses, like physically loses an arm. And, and who knows what else he has lost. Um, so it's just, I don't know. I, maybe it's not a devil's fruit and maybe he just literally made a pact with the devil. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, yeah. Or, yeah. Or maybe it's like I said, not you know, like you were both going into this completely cold. So we have not watched a single minute of the 15 hours of the anime, not read any of the volumes of the books. So the manga so i i I don't know i mean i really don't know but i think but you are onto something that there is some that clearly is you know as referenced in the episode they have a history shanks and buggy have a history and what that history is i i was i would think given that buggy was visited later by um arlong uh that in the third episode all you know, these characters, all these pirates have some common story where they they've interacted with one another and and double cross one another and other things like that. So maybe as we as we progress in the series, uh, especially given that we got word today that the series uh, has been renewed uh, for a second season on Netflix, I've uh, got confirmation of that. Uh, we'll get, we'll get more into some of the backstory with, with all these assorted characters. Yeah. Now with Arlong, I wasn't under the impression that I felt like Buggy knew who he was, mm-hmm. but has never actually met him. No, I got like, that impression. It was more of a pirate, like, uh, um, like I know the names of these guys and where they stand in the hierarchy and everything, the food chain, as Arlong would say. Um, but I, I, I liked that. I mean, to your point that we're getting introduced to a lot of different pirates um, and there's connections between the pirates themselves, between some of like Zoro and Nami and, um, and even, and even uh Luffy made a connection about a pirate who used to be on um on Shanks crew. So yep. so it's like this is a lived in world is yep. what I'm getting at. And so yep. they're doing a very good job about about that. Um yeah, and and I just hope that not every pirate out there has eaten a devil's fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Because that might get a little bit old. I don't know. But um, I get that that right now it's a new universe. You're trying to expand it and and you want to you want to show 
you want to have obstacles. So it's it's a clever um, MacGuffin, if you will, um, yeah. to create those obstacles for our characters. Um, well, oh, also something with these two episodes um, that I wanted to ask you about was yeah. um, your thoughts on the dynamic, the growing dynamic mm-hmm. between Admiral Garp and um, Kobe. Yeah, that that was something that definitely those with the two episodes it really stood out to me. Uh where you know, especially given Kobe's you know, I guess in episode two he um you know, you know, they all they're starting to run together now. Was, was did he like identify the Luffy and everyone in the second episode or was it the third episode? I de- what do you mean identify Luffy? Well, like, well, you know, as far as like, um, saying he knows the pirates who, 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 oh, um, okay, okay, who, 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 who uh, or yeah. that, that was the axe hand, axe hand, um, got away from him. Um, yeah. So in the, in the second episode, Garp, um, comes to Shellstown. And um, immediately realizes that Kobe knows more than he's letting on. And then also in the and then in the third episode, um, he's decided to take the crew um, because and and like shank axe hand and be like, nope, you're no longer in charge of this. And so he took his Marines and they're now on their way to find Luffy and the crew. And um, during that. Kobe shows how he's, yeah, he's a new Marine cadet, but he knows his shit because he was taught by pirates. Right. And, um, and then they get to play go. And so it's just the more I think about this relationship that we're seeing, there's a parallel that's, um, between Garp and Kobe and, um, in present day and how we are seeing Shanks kind of modeled what it was to be a good pirate to mm-hmm. Luffy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, there's definitely parallels there uh, yeah. in, in the relationships and, and all. And, and also, yeah. And it, cause, and it goes back to Luffy and, and Cody's initial conversation about good pirate, bad pirate. And it's the same thing. Good, marine, good Marine, bad Marine. And yeah. So they're again, as part of the world building that they're doing here, there's definitely, setting up these dynamics between between these characters and and these parallels between the characters. Uh, well, it, it just it makes the world more gray mm-hmm. because you you want to say, OK, well, this is a show. Our main character is a is a pirate. So the Marines are the bad guys. And then they introduce Kobe and Kobe's like, I want to be a Marine. I don't want to be. And then we're immediately shown why like the bad Marines, but Kobe wants to be the good Marine. And so I think he sees, he's seen in Garp, like, oh, okay. This is at the moment. I am, trust me, I am suspicious of Garp. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, he, he's not, he's not done anything to, he clearly knows his stuff. Um, so so yeah, I I think it's um it just makes it a lot more great because 
now you it's not as black and white as saying, okay, if you're a Marine, you're automatically bad. If you're a pirate, you're automatically um, good because yeah. we're seeing, we're seeing a mix of all of them. Yeah. Um, we still have yet to figure out who, what Nami is. Um, yeah. She, yeah. Especially when we see the end of episode two where she like, you know, whenever they are on their little ship and she calls someone. We don't know yet, but she, you know, but, but, you know, she, we know she's a net, she's a navigator. (laughs) Well, we, yeah, we know she hates pirates and we know she hates pirates. We're first, first, she, what, one thing that does frustrate me is Luffy has never really questioned Nami about why she was at Shellstone town wanting to get to that map. Like we there Nami's been it didn't caught me. I thought it was a good ending to episode two. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like how with Nami's arc, they're stretching. They're like, we're planting some seeds here Mm -hmm. and there will be a twist here. But um, but Nami's definitely has her own story. She does. Um, Yeah. And her own arc. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, because because especially like I, I think about one of the things that stood out for me with Nami in episode two was whenever she was able to escape and run out of the the, the clown tent and you know, get into you know gets into the town and see all the devastation that Buggy's pirates uh, did, she realized like okay, I've got even though we're a crew, but we're not a crew. <laughs> I gotta work. I gotta. I definitely need, you know, work with with Luffy and, and Zoro here because if 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 we don't work, if we don't stick together here, um, you know, we're gonna have the same fate that these four people had, um, and and become, you know, basically yeah. a cap, you know, the, the true captive audience <laughs> that that Buffy that uh, Buffy yeah. has uh, has uh, Buggy has, you know, set up here. Yeah. Granted, they like one of the clown henchmen literally went and grabbed her and pulled her back. In. Yeah, yeah, but, but it was more. It was more. Just the, the, it was the look on her face that was the, the realization. It was more. I mean, obviously they called her, but it, it was really the. It was the look. That it was that that look like oh shit. Yeah, it's it's very similar to in episode three when she's talking with um, what's her face? Kaya. Kaya. And she and they have that moment of um, girl talk in the bedroom mm-hmm. um, while the boys are getting kind semi killed, drinking poison yeah. unknowingly and, and murders happening. And they're just in there chatting, just chatting, just chat, chat. But it is amazing. It's a very large building that they're in, castle that they're in. Yeah. Um, but but we see that like even though she's a thief, she's just she's doing what she needs to do to survive. Yeah. And that's the best kind of thief because that means that they're not doing it necessarily maliciously. Mm-hmm. Um but and and they do see is she she does notices notices when um when really bad things are going on, like she's suspicious of um, Carlo 
Um, not yeah. as suspicious as Zoro is, which Zoro is interesting because I like how he's being used more as, at least in these two episodes, we're seeing him as someone who is known. And also knows others, um, because in the in the f- second episode, um, he gets he gets he's told, like, you killed my brother and all of that. And I want your forgiveness and I'm going to kill you. And then in this episode, he real he figures out what's really going on behind Kaya's back and that she's actually been living with um a whole pirate crew this whole time yeah. who are trying to snub her money out from under him. I, I did like Yusup. Yeah. We get introduced in episode three. I did like he he's someone again, another character I had to grow with, but I did like at the at the beginning the the uh the young kid Run, yeah. running through town the pirates are coming pirates are coming and you and you're just like oh okay so we see Yusuf. clearly he's always wanted to be a pirate and you don't get the payoff for that opening sequence until the very end of the yep. episode mm-hmm. and then now my one criticism is his yeah. mom shouldn't have died in that scene <laughs> that was so abrupt i was really bad yeah. But I did immediately when they cut to the present day and he he's like, no one believes me. And he looks up and sees Kobe. I was like, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, I, I'm liking their use of so far the how the writers are using an opening sequence, like a cold open and then tying it somehow to an ending cliffhanger slash reveal that that makes you want to go on to to see how how this continues yeah 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 i know one of the um i was uh did i think i saw where in the renewal notice about the show uh what some of the writers were from the marvel netflix shows mm-hmm. uh, and um and and so to your point in particular they were talking about how you know adapting comic and in in manga you know why this show is succeeding where where other like cowboy bebop for example did not succeed you know i think part of it is the people know how to adapt the source material to to do the thing that you just said which is that cold open great setup at the you know that sets things up and you have that reveal at the end but then we go to black and then you're just like oh god you know it's like i gotta fight to like it's like I gotta sleep. I can't like go to the next episode tonight because <laughs> you know because they do leave leave you wanting more and, and wanting to get that get that hit the next part of the journey. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely. I do. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I will say you know as far as the the, the three episodes that we watched, I, I will say that uh, the third one, while I did enjoy it, it it, it was. It, it, it was a tad predictable that the butler was going to do it was up to yeah. no good. Uh, yeah. but it didn't, but even that being said, it was still, still enjoyable because I think the writing and like, it, like that, and like you noted with, with Kaya and, and Nambi having those conversations and, and really, you know, getting to know 
through those conversations, for example, we get to know Nami a bit better. And also, and it was just also just very fun with the dynamic with Usopp and Kaya and really exploring their relationship and, you know, how everybody was like, well, it was kind of like teenagers like, are, now are y'all a couple or you're not, you know, just, you know, couldn't help but start thinking like the shipping right. <laughs> dynamic that could have, that people may or may not have, you know, what they may or may not have there. So, uh, so those were the fun elements of the, of the third episode. And I thought, even though story beat wise, it was pretty obvious, but there's enough other things going on with the world building and exploring these characters that really, that really made the episode work. Yeah, I um I actually was going to say that same thing is that the third episode was the weakest so far, but that's also because um the villain, like mm-hmm. Buggy was such a cool villain. Yeah. Yeah. And we know we're going to see more of him that um we went from like an overarching bad guy to bad guy of the week. Yeah. Granted, I did hear the one bit I did hear is that four and five or third and fourth episode. A lot of fans have this reaction, but wait until episode five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Something big coming. Uh-huh. And so, so, but, but it, I, I like how it makes me feel as, as much as like now my expectations have altered. But knowing that, but then again, like, okay, we're all on the same page. That wasn't the best, but it, it moved things forward enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and we need a ship. Okay. We need to get the ship to get mm-hmm. going to where we need to be. Yep. Granted, now we got, now we got Kobe on the island and, and it's a bit too soon. So, so we'll see how the maneuvering works because we know that they're going to get away. Um, but we don't know how and um, what else will happen in light of that. Because Arlo's Arlong is now teaming up with Buggy, so yeah. so that's something we got going on. Um, it's gonna quickly come to a head as well. Um, but yeah. yeah, and 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 you're you're so right. Like the the cold opens. I was thinking about it the other day. Um, remind me so much of the the Arrowverse and a lot mm. of the episodes where you would have a cold open that would either bring your attention to a brand new character who you're going to get to know for the episode or bring your attention to like the villain of the week or yeah. some kind of hint as to what this overall episode will be about. And they're doing it in a very good way. Yeah. Um, um, so far. Um, yep. I like it. I like it too. All right. Well, on that note, note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Will and Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter, now known as X, whatever. At Scene and Nerd, friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and threads at Scene underscore N underscore Nerd, and visit our website, www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>